0: Hello everyone, welcome to China Morning Podcast. I'm Eudora Wang, sitting in for Nina Xiang. Our guest today is Chai Xiangfei, founder and chief executive officer of Huiyi Huiyin, a Chinese state-level high-tech startup focusing on artificial intelligence for medical imaging. Chai was a postdoctoral fellow at the Stanford University. He obtained a doctoral degree in medical physics at the Amsterdam University in Holland. With over 10 years' experience in interdisciplinary scientific research, Chai has possessed a good knowledge in a range of fields including artificial intelligence, image processing, data analysis, and deep learning algorithm. Chai Xiangfei spoke to Nina Xiang during an interview in Shenzhen. They talked about the latest financing round of Huiyi Huiyin, the healthcare AI markets in China and the US, the most urgent demand of Chinese hospitals, and how Huiyi Huiyin has been adjusting its products accordingly. Here's the interview. Hope you enjoy it.
1: Hello Xiangfei, welcome. Congratulations first on your closing the latest financing round. Mm-hmm. Um, As we all know, coming into the second half of 2018, there has been a lot of talk of a Chinese venture capital market winter. A lot of companies are saying fundraising is becoming much more difficult. But in this environment, your company just raised successfully another massive round led by top investors. So what's your personal observation of the VC market in China right now?
2: The VC, uh, especially in the second half year of this, 2018, uh, become, or well, f- rising the funding, more difficult. And uh, you have to, In generally, I have to say, we, we, uh, even the for the AI, because the, the first half year, the other part is difficult, but the AI is still, you know, very hot, very hot topic. Yes. Yeah, But uh, I guess I people become more,
1: Selective. More
2: selective, and especially what, select whether you. I guess it's more important is still your 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 uh, your team, and whether you have the closed loop the, the, the business model, and also in certain niche market whether you have get a complete product get a complete, uh team and your, uh. Well, I mean the sales and the whole, and also the business part. Not just look at the, you, you know, the in last year, two thousand seventeen. The main focus is, is uh, the team, the especially the data scientists, AI scientists.
1: What kind yeah. of uh, competition they have won? <laughs> yeah,
2: <it's> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: But for your latest round, led by Intel Capital, uh-huh. uh, with participation from a state-owned VC fund. Maybe give us a little bit background you know how long have you been talking with them, um, and uh, how long did it take for this to
2: close? Something like uh, well four to five months, almost a half year, starting we we know each other and uh, talk to each other, then start to the more detailed stuff like research, mm-hmm. and then go to the, the the term sheet, then go to more. Negotiation eventually closed. It takes a lot, long, long, quite a <laughs> lot. one time. thing to
1: mention is Intel Capital already had a partnership with you to to jointly establish a research lab first. So that came first, and then based on that relationship, I guess. Oh, from that it's
2: quite a long while. It's like almost two years ago. Okay. We we started a joint lab. Then starting from there, there we are their first users for the. Uh, Zell uh, scalable and Zell five uh, um, uh, CPU chip mm-hmm. for the deep learning. At that time, still not that uh, matured all the software. And as, after two years, we we have become their uh, very big users of their CPU stuff. And also, we are exploring some new uh, computation d- device like uh, FPGA and also some com- computing uh, uh, stick. Mm-hmm. to do the, some computations based on the Intel technology. Uh, and we, we also focus on, not we do the training in the GPU, but we can do the computation for the testing in the CPU. In that, in that part, we can use our software in any device and to empower some existing device to be more smart. Yeah.
1: Uh, another interesting thing I found about uh-huh. the financing uh, deal was uh, one of the participating investors was a fund jointly established by China's Semiconductor yeah. uh, National you know, Investment Fund.
2: Yeah, the BOE. Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: what does that mean? Like, does that mean you're going to go into the chip sector sometime uh, in the no, future?
2: No, I, I don't think we are going to chip. <laughs> uh, you know, the Intel and the BOE are both chip manufacturer. They found out that after the building the computation power, then, then they need to go to the more application stuff. I guess for the Intel and the BOE, they have done many co-investment in, uh, in some other uh, company. And uh, they both find out they want to go to, the, for the AI and all the computa- new computation power, need to go to specific field, but uh, especially for the medical field. Uh, but they, they, they just want to go there by the investment, not by down, not done by themselves. So, right,
1: so does yeah. that mean perhaps you could partner with them to design some kind of AI chip specifically for healthcare?
2: The specific chip probably the next thing the later but right now, we want to use more common chip to just do like computation, a processor. like a processor, the CPU. Yes. Yeah. Usually, we use the GPU to do all the computations for the AI. But you know the uh, GPU, you need to get actual plug-in to the, or in most of the time, you need actual working station to do all the computations. And uh, as I just mentioned, we, uh, you, especially after the Intel investment, they gave over some supporting team and to help us to immigrate all the computation to CPU. You know, every computer, every laptop, every working station already have the existing CPU. So if we can do some normal testing in CPU, it's already a big step, especially most of the medical device, they all use, they only have a CPU. So we can directly empower the normal the existing device by our algorithm. Actually, mm-hmm. we, we don't want to go to very specific chip, but we prefer more to go to the generic chip, you know, the, the so regular wider chip, wider like CPU. Right? Yeah, 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 use CPU to do more regular things. And besides of that, for the specific one, we are uh, working on the uh, FPGA, mm-hmm. the more mm-hmm. programmable and more you know, real-time computing. Mm-hmm especially for the ultrasound and also some, some real-time like movies style, the medical uh, image. It really requires uh, very uh, real-time computation. And for the, for the you know, FPGA, it's, uh, it's just yeah. uh, clockwise.
1: That sounds yeah. fair. So what is you, your experience dealing with a state-owned investment fund? If we have any advice for other companies if they want to raise funding from, you know, a government-backed investment funding China,
2: state-owned uh, fundings they mm, they care more about the uh, some long-term uh, return, yeah, yeah, and also government policy and uh, probably they they have more patience to get a more longer return. compared to some uh, private funding, they have they have to. Can return like in three or five years. Probably the state-owned have more more time, but um, I don't think there's a big difference based on my experience. Uh, of course, uh, the general direction it's uh, like, like AI is uh, or uh, in China you know so important uh, for for Beijing and also the whole country. But another thing, there, they care more about your like revenues and uh, <laughs> and profits things. Uh, I don't think there's big difference right now. Yeah, okay,
1: yeah. great. So let's yeah. come back to your company Huayi Huayin. Uh-huh. Okay. Just for the audience who don't uh, know a lot about your company yet, can uh-huh. you just give us a brief introduction of uh, what you're trying to achieve here and what kind of products you have actually um, been commercialized in okay. the Chinese markets?
2: Okay, so what we are doing is um, it's a computer-aided diagnosis. It's a, especially for the medical imaging. So we, we use the image recognition technology, especially the AI, uh, the data-driven technology, and to apply to the medical imaging field. Before the uh, the radiologist to read the image to write the report, what we first give them some hint or some de- detections to help them to find the right lesions. And after our uh, supporting, they, we can directly help them to to reduce the numbers of the misdiagnosis and to, uh, and also help them to uh, speed up the time, uh, improve the efficiency. We made the output of the report become more quantitative. So uh, the, when the clinical doctor to see the report, they, they have more information and more more numbers to, to make a final decision for, for the diagnosis.
1: You used to study at Stanford, uh-huh. and uh, you came back to China to start up this company. Uh-huh. What adjustment or changes did you make after you got back to China and really found out what the market needs compared uh-huh. to what initially you were uh, picturing in your own mind about this startup idea?
2: Okay. I have to say the biggest change is... Uh, we get more business sense. For me, it's not just the US and China, but more changes from the engineer or the scientist to the commercial business part. Before we only think about the technology and the product, but now I think the more important thing always the business and how you can get money, who are the payers for the product. That's more important things. So now I start to more think about everything from the end, you know, back to the starting point. The end is always who are your buyers, who, who you create value for them. Then go to the product, then back to the technology. You reverse the process. Yeah, reverse the process. Yeah. So are yeah.
1: the buyers.
2: Uh, I have to see the, in the very beginning, the hospital is still the buyer. Yeah, in the early stage. And then later, I think the, in the U.S., there's a different situation. The biggest buyer are the insurance company. Yeah, but the China, the, the difference is the insurance are the, are the state-owned insurance. So for them to buy your specific product, it will take much longer time. So I have to say in a certain time, probably the hospital still the biggest buyer for the AI product in China. We have some chance for the government and also some third party, like like some medical equipment company. And uh, even the drug company, they, they have good potential in China to become the new, uh, second buyer for that.
1: So for the AI healthcare market specifically, uh-huh. who are the buyers in each market in, U- in the U.S. and China? Uh-huh. It sounds like perhaps the U.S. market could potentially be bigger than the Chinese AI healthcare market.
2: I'm not sure because actually this I just came back from the U.S., I talked to a lot of U.S. companies like doing a similar things. They, find, they all thought China had bigger opportunity. I think for me, I think so. Because uh, uh, right now at the very beginning with the actual buyers, not the normal hospital. First it's uh, the, the top tier hospital, you know, the academic hospital. They, they want to get some new things and they have to do some research. Another part is uh, in the lower level. Hospital because in China you know there's a unbalanced system and the the short have a big shortage of the doctors, especially in the rural area but in, in u s the the major hospital are all, all private hospital and they are you know they already have a certain doctors if you want to change something it's more difficult or slower than, than chinese the uh, system. Uh, if you go further, you if you will find out uh, the the data would be more and more important and also very critical for the AI training. So definitely in China, China the, 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 there are much more data and uh, you can acquire the data and also label data in much lower cost than, than U.S. In generally, I have to say, not China but uh, developing country, there are more opportunity uh, to accept the AI, assess the diagnosis system, mm-hmm. then probably the developed country. That's my opinion.
1: Your system and products have been used in over 600 hospitals in uh-huh. China. Yeah. So you probably have the best sense in terms of what do hospitals want in China. What are the most urgent need for these hospitals?
2: For the top tier hospital, what they need is a, a new device, new algorithm, And also they they want to get something more, some fancy stuff, you know. They need to show they are are the the top-tier hospital. They have new, they have some research findings. That's their urgent needs, especially in the whole medical field. Everybody talking about AI. Also, especially that from academic hospital, they are really willing to... Do some AI by themselves, also the, for the academic of publication. Yeah, that that's uh, the one part. Another thing that in the in the rural area, uh, in the I mean uh, in low level hospital, uh, you, if you have something can complete complete single uh, processing or some single task, that's something that they really need because the, the, in the there is really shortage of the certificate doctor. Because if you want to give the some diagnosis, they really need a doctor's signature to to sign on that. but uh, if you have some uh, more automatic system and some other doctors to help them to to finish all this uh, some some tasks uh, that would be a very urgent needs.
1: What is the average ticket size for your uh, contract
2: okay. Uh, you mean for the single contract? Yeah, for the single okay.
1: contract, just
2: roughly. Like roughly the um, few million RMB, from like to one to six million RMB. That's a roughly rate. It's
1: quite sizable.
2: Yeah, because we have to do the quite sizable. Otherwise, you 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 cannot ha- afford the good salesman, good pre-sales, and the tech tech team. You know.
1: So, uh, as you're facing the market that have different segments, and uh-huh. each segment have very different needs, right. how are you designing your products and solutions? Um, I imagine, aside from the image recognition-based yeah. um, uh, a medical image diagnostic tools, so you have other, maybe more holistic
2: <laughs> solutions. Okay. So,
1: how do you think about um, designing your product line?
2: Uh, right now, I have to see what AI can do is still quite limited. We only can do some single task, well, assignment, uh, yeah, uh, or some uh, some single task diagnosis. You know, for for breast free, cancer, yeah, or for or breast uh, screening, or for the TB test, or for the some lung nodule, or the for the, also for the bone fracture, only some single task. So, so what. what what usually we, what we do is we starting from collaboration was with some top hospital to do some research together and we and to do the development together and also do some test and some clinical trial in there and after that we we were sort of we have that core algorithm and after that we 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 uh, deploy to that to our some IT system we have the private cloud and uh, and also have the public cloud system with, with some i t solution you know because of the no any algorithm can work independently so the all, the it part can have to be adapted for different uh, projects or even for the different uh, customers as you mentioned the different hospitals especially have some hospital union or different uh, subjects they always have different uh, um, process and and also the whole procedure, always need to adjust. And also for the some big customer, we always need to uh, adjust the, the even the algorithm to do the fine tuning. We we need to still collect some more data from the their specific uh, um, institute, and to to do tests and fine tuning. That process is always we needed. We always collaborate with some top hospital. Then spread out and, but uh, during that process we need more uh, some, some I, or we, we need our IT team to to, change, to always adapt to the, the system.
1: So I'm curious for example for breast cancer scanning how large a data set do you have to train the algorithm uh-huh. for like what is the level of uh,
2: images I have to see like millions or tens of millions? No, not that much. Yeah, <laughs> that's something quite dif- dif- difficult for the medical imaging. We actually, we don't have that big amount of data as a, the facial recognition. You know, fa- facial recognition, the million is a starting point. Even they have, have get, I know some companies get 100 million yes. images. Yes. Yeah. But for us, actually... Like a few thousand or ten thousand, that's a normal range. So, so yeah, for the breast cancer, for the mammography, we have the ten thousand image. I guess the number is between five to ten thousand uh, mammography images.
1: And that's enough to train the algorithm mm. rhythm to reach above ninety percent accuracy. Yeah,
2: yeah, that, that's It's enough yeah for and
1: of course you continue to gather more data and continue to train the system. yeah continue
2: to to get more feedback to do the fine tuning and to adjust the model to update the model actually i have to say that's a big challenge for us to compare to normal a i company we, we we have to deal with the small data because we don't have the million image for any any disease you know for for breast is a it's big disease every year there are, 200,000 patients get breast cancer in China, but in some other case, disease, there are only 20,000 patients, but it's all distributed to any lot of hospitals. So what we can get usually is just 1,000 or 100,000 maximum. So we have to deal with that problem. So that's something quite special we have done to do the training based on small amount of data.
1: But hopefully you can get your hands on more data in the future along the way and you can continue to improve the accuracy. Currently yeah. the accuracy is around 90 to 94%. Obviously it can be better. So do you feel like it's going to get better and how much it can get better too?
2: The absolute number actually is not that important for for medical application. Actually what we care is the how much it can really help the doctor. You know, in a lot of cases, the, 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 the standard is not 100%, because even the doctor don't, cannot 100% tell what the disease it is. So even some, in, in some cases, for in the training data, because we, we got multiple observers to draw the to label the image, even the training data, we, we, we only can reach like 90 to 95% accuracy because it's not that uh, uh, straightforward. So that's something quite special or complicated for the medical uh, application. So what we can do is um, we we usually first uh, launch something when we get a certain accuracy, then we continuously get the feedback. We let the user to to start to use the software and give the feedback when whether the result you started right or wrong. Even in that time, some doctor in the radiology department cannot completely decide whether it's tumor or it's benign or malignant tumor or what stage of tumor. So you have to wait. To get the you know, pathology data yeah, yeah. and also some, some data after certain time, so we, we that's why we also develop some research platform and also some follow-up study platform to so collect yeah. the real uh, feedback data. In some application, maybe thirty percent is good enough. In some application, ninety-nine is not good enough. It really depends on application. For the for actually for the. Uh, breast cancer. Uh, we, we usually detect two two type of disease, one is calcification. For that one, uh, usually the, we have to like uh, get ninety five percent. But for the for the tumor, you you know the tumor mass, even the doctor cannot reach something higher than ninety percent. So usually the ninety percent I have to say that for the mammography, the tumor detection is good enough, especially for the. Asian Asian patient because um, usually the you know the mammography is not popular as the as a as a U.S. And American because of the in the Asian the, the breast is more dense than oh, uh, right. much more dense than the, uh, the American or U.S. Uh, sorry the European European, European females. females. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, I see. Yeah, so it's uh, for the mammography the test. It's not very sensitive for the dense. Breast, but for the Asian, the forty percent are dense breast.
1: Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. So now, um, so far. Hui Ying has focused on medical imaging, Uh but we have seen other AI technology applied to the healthcare sector, including knowledge map, Uh and some other companies use voice um, recognition recognition for the doctor to uh, conveniently input Uh their uh, patient's records, Uh and some other applications. Do you feel you want to explore other type of AI technologies application in
2: healthcare? For the voice recognition, definitely not. We have some of the knowledge map for, uh, for for to do some knowledge-based uh, uh, diagnosis, not just the, the data-driven. Because uh, I have to see that, that part is uh, the, some experience-based and knowledge-based is still quite useful for the medical diagnosis. So for us, it's about 20% are knowledge-based and 80% are the data-based. Besides the the, the the imaging stuff, we are also working on some specific disease for the whole cycle. Actually, not only for the uh, for the mammography, sorry, uh, but for the mammal management, but, uh, including the mammography, ultrasound, and the MRI, and also some guidelines to, to do the decision for the mammal treatment, and also for the the uh, disease. That that part is also besides the. Uh, imaging uh, information. We also include some lab information, you know, the and uh, also some clinical data to do a whole uh, uh, training. And uh, in, but for that part, we definitely it's knowledge-based, the, the decision tree stuff.
1: What, yeah. what are some other future changes you see in your products?
2: In our product, I mentioned, the future is more, what we are more interested in. Not not just the focus on the uh, imaging stuff, but uh, working on some disease. Imaging are very useful for that type of uh, decisions or diagnosis. I mentioned some uh, artery disease and some cancer disease to do the more full, full, cycle. full cycle management. Yeah, that's our future direction. And also some for two type disease, we already started that. Uh, right now, we, we already have four products for the radiology department, and two products for the single disease uh, full cycle. In the uh, next two years, I guess probably the number would be doubled. And we are going to also, the, in next year, the main goal is to do the commercialization of that.
1: So uh, you're going to double that number of diseases that your products can cover. Uh, what do you think will be the biggest challenge in this process?
2: Um it is a big challenge. But uh, just,
1: just simply by like expanding.
2: Not so many Simply diseases. expanding, but uh, I have to see uh we only focus on two areas. One is uh vascular disease and another is the cancer. And vascular disease we also mainly function on the main vascular the art the artery. And for the cancer we uh, we are working on one the breast cancer. The prostate cancer and liver cancer. That's three. Would be our main focus area. Challenges. The are more uh, things you are working on, the there there are different departments, different process. Reason we are working on multiple things is uh, everything take very long time. You know, the medical device or medical uh, software, to, the cycle is much longer than normal uh, commercial AI or commercial software. So anything that take like. Uh, uh, single product after you get uh, uh, like CFD or AFD approval, usually take two, uh, and uh, also plus the, all the uh, your development time, usually one product takes two to three years. You have to do parallel things at the same time.
1: You do uh, need patient investors for uh, yeah, this. Yeah, we, we, we do need <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's uh, common things for the whole medical field. Yeah, It's already much faster than the uh, Drug development or device development, but the the, the still, AI software and yeah. still take longer time.
1: Now, uh, looking out into the future, what are some main trends you see in the healthcare AI sector in general, industry wise?
2: The main trend is become the AI would be in anywhere, you know, not just for the some decision part, but uh, for maybe the. The pre-processing, like how you create the data, how you reconstruct the image. But the another main trend is um, after you get AI, that's everything become more digitized. You know, and and the result would be more quantitative. I think that's a big trend. It's uh, before you you have to you you see it in the medical record or or even the uh, report of the image. You you see a lot of things are. Not quanti quantitative. A lot of things are experience based. If you go to some doctor or or three hospitals, they all, it's very common to give you different right. recommendations. Yes. The reason is that their decision is still mainly done by the experience. You know, but for the AI, the the good thing is a lot of things become more quantitative result. And after that, all the decision are more uh, computed decision, computed uh, diagnosis, but not experience-based uh, experience decision.
1: Lower yeah. levels of error, at least.
2: Yeah. It, 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 well, I that agree.
1: sounds like a great future, but of course, recently we have heard from Waymo CEO saying that ubiquitous autonomous driving vehicles will be many, many more years or yes. more decades away. So yeah. So the difficulty of implementing or commercializing certain AI technology uh-huh. has been uh, underestimated by a lot of people. Do you feel for the kind of healthcare AI future you're picturing, it's still going to be years or even decades away? Uh,
2: I have to say maybe not decades, but uh, like at, at least the... the like three to five years, even longer. Yeah, that, that, that's something for sure. And so I always, something I always talk to my, my team, I, I always say for the AI competition, we, we don't need to look at what, what other competitors do or maybe say they did something faster or something. Well, I always have to tell them what important is who can survive longer. You know, you can survive like five years, you will win you will be the winner, it's long term running.